Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining. Today is June 4th, 2021. My name is Terry and I am a CPR instructor and a nurse educator. And tonight we're going to talk about the AED program from American Heart Association. Cardiac arrest is a leading cause of death in the United States. More than 350,000 cardiac arrests occur outside of the hospital each year. Less than 10% of those victims survive. Cardiac arrest can happen to anyone at any time. It's important for organizations to implement an AED program so employees are prepared to respond to those cardiac arrest emergencies. Now, uh, American Heart Association um, have a um, AED program where um, you can implement that program at your organization and they usually use um, CPR instructors to do so, so that we can check the device, make sure that that um, the device is in good working order, as well as um, keep you abreast on the updates uh, related to CPR and uh, things of that nature. So they do have a separate AED program that you can implement for your organization if you choose to have an AED on site at your work. If you are an employee at an organization or a factory plant or something like that, you all need to know um, when they start talking about OSHA, bloodborne pathogens and safety and orientation, ask them um, where is the AED and if it's under lock and key. I've been told stories like the AED was in the supervisor's office. It was in the midnight hour and no one could get to the AED. And so that the rescue was delayed. But um, in reality, um, the AED needs to be um, um, based on a, on a wall or in a space or place where everyone can get to the AED. Everybody in the organization needs to be trained on the AED. When you, um, for the most part, AEDs um, or organizational um, non-medical AEDs have two buttons. That's it. They have an on button, and then uh, after they turn the AED on, the um, voice prompts will tell them what to do. Um, the the uh, specific pads that you would place on the victim, they have pictures on them, so you can place them exactly where they belong, and. You just listen to the prompts. Uh, the AED will tell you that it's analyzing the victim. The AED will tell you that the victim needs shock. That's the second button. Usually that button will have a green flash, a red flash, an orange flash, or some type of flash on it to, um, to get you to focus on which button to press. And so um, it will continue to, t to say shock needed until you press that button. But before you press that button, please be sure to clear everyone, including yourself. Do not touch the victim and do not, you know, you know, you want to make sure that um, you clear everybody. Don't touch, I'm about to shock or whatever you want to say to make sure that everybody gets back before you press that flashing button, including yourself. And the AED will prompt you to do that as well. So placing a... Uh, AED. First, let me just tell you what AED stands for. AED stands for Automated External Defibrillator. And um, placing that AED in key locations, like I said, at the job and making sure that the employees are trained to use them can mean the difference between life and death. 
okay so places such as office airports schools shopping malls grocery stores manufacturing plants and golf courses are being equipped with aeds and uh a really good AD that will do the job will cost probably between $1,500 and upwards. And so most large organizations and facilities can afford $1,500, certainly. Um, if they can't, there are grant programs that will um, allow them to uh, purchase this uh, these uh, AEDs for their organization. Um and so, um, you, when you are in, well, you well, when the victim is in cardiac arrest, uh, the heart is malfunctioning, and of course, you know it stops beating. The cardiac arrest is triggered by an electrical malfunction in the heart that causes an irregular heartbeat, which which is called an arrhythmia. With its pumping action disrupted, the heart cannot pump blood to the brain, lungs, and other organs. Um. So seconds later, a person becomes unresponsive is not only, uh, excuse me. So seconds later, a person becomes unresponsive, is not breathing, or is only gasping. Death occurs within minutes if the victim does not receive treatment. Now, um, I don't know if there's reader's error or the way they wrote it, but either way, I'm reading from the cpr.heart.org pamphlet or from their AED program implementation guide. And so um, basically they're just saying, um, you only have a few minutes to help the victim. A heart attack occurs when blood flow to the heart is blocked. A blocked artery prevents oxygen rich blood from reaching a section of the heart. If the, if the blocked artery is not reopened quickly, the part of the heart normally nourished by the arteries begin to die. Symptoms of a heart attack may be immediate and may include intense discomfort in the chest or other areas of the upper body, shortness of breath, cold sweats, nausea, or nausea and vomiting. More often, though, symptoms um, start slowly and persist for hours, days, or weeks before a heart attack. Unlike the cardiac arrest, the heart usually does not stop beating during a heart attack. So what they're saying is when you're having a heart attack, it, it beats, but it's, you know, it's straining to do so. And slowly that tim that tissue is uh, dying off. But when you have a cardiac arrest, that means that your heart has completely stopped beating and it needs to be jump started just like a car battery, right? I mean, I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but however, that's basically what I just read. And so the longer the person goes without treatment and uh, regarding the uh, heart attack, the greater the damage. So the American Heart Association, they recognize a chain of survival and that chain improves the recovery for victims of cardiac arrest, stroke, and other emergencies. There's five links in the American Heart Association adult chain of survival Link one is recognition and activation of the emergency response system. So that means you need to recognize that someone is uh, um, having uh, an emergency. Um, step two, um, immediate high quality CPR if that person goes unresponsive. Step three, you wanna give a rapid defibrillation with the AED device. Step four, basic and advanced EMS. That means that the ambulance is there. And step five, advanced life support. 
if in fact it's needed and post-arrest care. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the defibrillation of the heart and what happens. So defibrillation is a process in which an electronic device gives an electronic shock to the heart. Defibrillation stops what's called ventricular fibrillation by using an electrical shock and allows um, the return of a normal heart rhythm. A victim's chance of survival decreases by 7 to 10% for every victim that passes without defibrillation. So in recent years, small portable defibrillators have become available. These devices are called automated external defibrillators or AED. The AED is a device that analyzes the heart rhythm and prompts the user to deliver shock when necessary. These devices only these devices only require the user to turn the AED on and follow the audio instructions when prompted. So, the American Heart Association wants you to know that it is strong. They strongly encourage you and um, your company organizations to implement an AED program to increase the chances of survival for for your uh, employees or people. Right, so. Um, with the AD program, a person will be better prepared to save a life of a coworker, friend, family member, or stranger. With good implementation, uh, with a good implementation plan and proper training of your staff, you guys can save more lives, right? So, we the goal of every AED program is to deliver that AED shock to a cardiac arrest victim within three to five minutes, right? And that seems like a short amount of time, but when when you're looking at a victim and they're unresponsive, it 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 feels like it's forever. But once you know that the, the, the victim is unresponsive, you want to go ahead and start CPR, hands-only CPR, and you want to shout as best as you can to, to um, get somebody to come uh, and help you, relieve you, or go get the AED. All the while, you're on the phone with the operator, to which she will probably tell you the same thing. So we're going to talk a little about, bit about the legal issues. Um, companies and organizations are concerned about their liability for getting and using the AED. All 50 states and the District of Columbia now includes using an AED as a part of their Good Samaritan laws. So, of course, you know, it, the Good Samaritan laws do cover you for what you're trying to do when you're rescuing someone. So if you're not doing like open heart surgery on the person you you would generally be covered you, you're just doing what you're trying to do which is place the pads on the victim and turn the machine on and shock if if the if the uh device advises you to the Cardiac Arrest Survival Act of 2000 encourages placement of AEDs in federal buildings and ensures federal liability protection for those who acquire or use an AED to help save a life. In addition, this act provides limited immunity to persons using the AED and the purchasers of the AED device. Excuse me. So, um, 
they're covered. You're covered. If you if you decide you want to get a device for your facility and you're like, oh, shoot, I got an AD device and we haven't been trained. Well, you need to get trained. It's, it's probably not going to cost you that much to train your employees. And, and, um, and I think it can be actually done online virtually these days. And so you would just pick a program, including the American Heart Association um, uh, CPR AED online program, um, and then you would um, train your, uh, your um, employees or yourself. And um, with that, if you would like for an instructor to come in, you would locate one on the same site, cpr.heart.org, and have someone come out and get you guys to demonstrate that AED use and a few scenarios so that you can feel confident in making sure that you know where the AED is, how to use it, and and um, you guys can get the uh, certifications for CPR's uh, AED uh, train. And so um, they wanted to um, discuss in this uh, program as well, the implementing of the AED program um, and the medical oversight of it. And it's over, the medical oversight is done by the USDA, um, the FDA, and, um, excuse me, the US FDA, excuse me. Um, it says here that the FDA may require a physician's prescription to purchase an AED. I'm going to assume that that is for an individual um, because it says um, the role of the physician varies depending on the size of the character, uh, depending on the size and other characteristics of the program. So contingent on whatever area you're working in, then you may or may not um, need a physician's order. Uh, it says the designated program coordinator should be responsible for day-to-day uh, program implementation. The responsibilities of the physician may include signing off on or making recommenda- make recommendations on training plans, policies, and procedures, evaluating data uh, recording on an AED during a medical emergency and helping assess each use of an AED or recommended improvements. Um, I'm not really sure what that particular program is. I would just say to check with um, every state. And if you don't have a uh, local American Heart Association um, department, you can always go to the website and call the um organization phone number and just ask them those familiar those questions that you have and I'm certain that they will be familiar with every state and even um uh every country continent or whatever wherever uh, American Heart Association is providing these services I'm not I this is the first time I actually to be honest with you uh transparent this is the first time I've seen this US FDA requiring a physician's prescription to purchase an AD. I've never actually even heard of it, but hey, to each his own. I don't know. Either ways, um, if you want more information about that, I will surely put the link in my bio 
as I do everything that I talk about, I try to give you guys the resources or the references because um, sometimes I stumble my words and um, sometimes I rumble and you, you just get kind of lost in um, what I'm saying. My podcast is quite different because there's no commercial breaks. You just have to take one yourself. And I'm not really good with all the um, the taking ins and taking outs and, and all that. I've tried to uh, edit my podcast and it didn't work very well for me. So just the free flow being myself, giving you the information that I think you need. Whoever needs this information, whoever can stand my voice, will it will be helpful to them. I am certain of that. Okay. So uh, also if, uh, well, every state has ambulance services, but you can work closely with your local EMS system or your ambulance services, they call it EMS system, and they have key steps to implementing an AED program. They're actually very, very excellent at this. Um, most, um, 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 we call them MIMS here, but EMS systems have those programs available. Um, most of them are um uh, free of charge or uh, a minimum fee for them to come out to check your um, AD device and give you that course. So if you can't, if you're just like, dang, I want one, I want the program, I think it'd be great for my organization, you could just go to your local EMS uh, facility or call them and uh, make arrangements. As a matter of fact, uh, some firemen um, do the AED uh, program as well. So you can check with them um, too. Um, yeah, so they was, it, that was just a completion on that. Okay, so choosing the AD, there are several ADs on the market that are suitable for a company or an organization. Uh, the American Heart Association does not recommend one device over the other. Um, the AD you choose should be the simplest to use. Um, let's see. Make sure you have technical support when you purchase your AED. Make sure you get the manufacturer's uh, technical support number. And, um, and I would call them every now and then either way, just to make sure that they still, on other companies, they'll sell uh, their company to someone else. The number changed. Nobody gets notified, etc., etc. So if you buy AD, you haven't checked on it in like five years, try to call that number and see if it hasn't changed or try to find out where um, you can get that technical support because that's very important. Um, and again, we want to make sure that uh, you place the AED in visible and accessible locations. Please, please, please do not, if you are a supervisor or a manager, lock the AED in your office and then expect your workers to um, be able to use that. I don't know uh, if there's any liabilities with that, but that seems kind of cruel to me. Either way, an effective AED program is, de is designed to deliver a shock to a victim within three to five minutes after the person has collapsed. And that can't happen if they got to call you, you got to drive up back up to the job and unlock the door and get the AED out and all that. By that time, a person could be recovered in the hospital or in the morgue. Either way, please make sure that the AED is placed in an area in which 
is not restricted or a place where the um, um, employees can see, get to, easily found, easily uh, obtained out of the lockbox or whatever the case may be. And um, like I said before, you want to develop a training program. Of course, you want to practice. Um, you guys can do like a mock um, uh, a mock uh, emergency, maybe once uh, a year or something like that, so that you guys won't, uh, like the organizations won't get rusty over it. Uh, about the AED program. Uh, after the initial implementation of the AED program, you want to provide information to all employees at the company about the program. You might want to um, like do a, a newsletter, make some posters, uh, or some, some kind of signage to promote the AED program and to promote your people to, to know more about it, to learn more about it, to ask questions about it and get that program um, to you guys, reinforce um, the AED usage and um, allow the employees to feel free to um, to recognize those emergencies, right? Uh, and of course, um, we talked about the online maintenance. Okay, so if you um, need to know more about this, if you want to learn more about this, um, you um, want to take a course, you can go to www.heart.org forward slash workforce training. And that will pull up all the different um, the uh, flyers and the files and the um, the PDFs and everything that we just discussed, and it will give you more information on how you can register you and your team for the AED, CPR AED. If you are in the Central Arkansas area and you want this for your organization or your classroom or your clinic, doctor's office, um, or business, click the link in my bio. I am at also at positioncpr.com, P-O-S-I-T-I-O-N-C-P-R.com. And you can just go ahead and give me a shout and I'll come out and um, check you guys AED. Or I'll come out and make sure that your first aid kit is up to standard. I will make sure that, you know, you guys, uh, you and your team get the CPR AED training that you need. And, um, and get you guys certified and taken care of. Again, thank you uh, for joining. This is June 6th, oh, excuse me, June 4th. June 1st through 7th is CPR AD week. And so I'll be talking to you more about this and um, other areas. And I hope you guys have a good night. Be well, stay safe, and continue to wash your hands. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.